0: The following program is underwritten by Do you have a dog that pulls? The Halty product range by the Company of Animals has something to help stop your dog pulling, from the Halty harness to the Halty Optifit head collar. Company of Animals for all your pet's training and behavior needs at www.companyofanimals.us. Mm-hmm. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio
1: featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Vellani. And
2: here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. It is showtime, and you have booked a doozy, Miss Francis. i got to well, tell you, thank you you big very one much.
3: today. We have a really big shoe. Uh,
2: Joey Vellani also working hard here. What do you got coming up today, Joey?
4: Well, we're going to talk about how we can get rid of or neutralize that. Smell when your dog either has a problem with urinating a little bit too much and getting it on themselves or has been to a kennel where their feet have that urine smell. We're going to find a nice, easy, and
2: safe way to get rid of that and control it. Oh, that's going to be a great tip for uh, the smelly cats, or the senior cats. (laughs) I know. So, you know, it's hard when you're an older cat to be as fastidious as you are as a younger cat. I know that because I was a cat in my past life. You're all looking at me like a smelly one. I'm
3: speechless, Hal. I don't (laughs) even know what to say. a (laughs) smelly one. Yeah, and a smelly one. Listen, I know
2: Tammy's working hard in the newsroom about this story. Apparently, there's another big merger or monopoly of uh, food companies pet food companies, and really, to be honest now, there's about three or four companies that are making all the food out there and uh, all sourcing it from the same place, so I don't think it bodes well exactly for uh, the consumer or for the the animals, but she'll have more details on the way in just a couple of minutes. Also joining us today is our good friend, Dr. Marty Becker. What are you going to be talking about?
5: Something you can't see, something you can't smell. It's kind of weird that you would buy that for your pet. <laughs> we are gonna we talking about? pheromones
2: oh i've heard about these okay that's on the way right here on animal radio first let's hit the phones toll free 1-866-405-8405 for your calls and let's head to leo hey leo how are you doing hey good 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 fine how are you good where are you calling from today
6: already in pennsylvania
2: i love you guys out there you take care <laughs> of your... so what's going on how can we help you
6: well i have a question concerning one of our cats we have five cats we've had cats for a long time uh we we actually found uh, homes for a lot of the cats, but we have currently five with us. Uh, there's one in particular I'm calling about. She's a young female. She's been with us for three years. Before we got her in the house, she was living outside, and she must have been less than a year or a year old when she was outside. Uh, she had a litter of kittens in our backyard. We were able to find homes for them, and then uh, not long after that, she had wound up with another litter of kittens. And we were able to catch them and and find homes for them, but we were unable to catch her. And then finally I built a a special trap, a drop trap, and I I caught her. And when the trap came down, she just seemed to be uh, so happy that she finally got caught. Uh, We took her. She got spaded. They cut her nails. uh, They clipped the top of her ear because they thought we were going to release her again, which we didn't do. She's been with us for three years. It took a year. Before, she would actually jump up on my lap, and now she doesn't leave me alone. If I'm in a chair, she's next to me. Uh, if I lay down, she wants to get on top of me. My problem is when I try to hold her, she, she runs from me. And okay. I don't want to force it and ruin her trust, and we need to cut her nails. And, and uh, I don't know how to go about it, and I was calling to just question, because we've heard uh, stories where you can give them children's Benadryl, It makes them a little groggy, and that works, and I'm just wondering if that's the proper thing to do.
7: Uh, you know, for me, I, I find that Benadryl doesn't always really do a whole lot. And actually, cats can actually have what we call an idiosyncratic reaction. So instead of being drowsy or sedate, it'll make them more hyper. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm just never a fan of Benadryl in cats for a sedative purpose. I, I don't think it does a whole lot. Now, if if she's been to the veterinarian and the veterinarian um, has seen her and will prescribe a sedative, that may be the, the best thing you can do to allow her to handle, um, for you to handle her a little bit more. But otherwise, I I think you're going to really be looking at a situation where we have to work her up to tolerating more human contact. And not every feral cat is going to allow you to pick them up. I mean, there are cats that live in households, and people try repeatedly to gain the trust and the physical affection of a feral cat, right. and they just don't always have it in them. She, right. she sounds kind of intriguing, because if she's already sitting on your lap, you've already got an opportunity to kind of build on her.
6: Right, right. That's what I was, I was thinking. I just didn't want to ruin her trust by grabbing her and trying to force her And being an outside cat, she's probably gone through a lot, so I don't know what kind of temper she has.
7: And feral cats, you can't push them. So you really can't force the issue because you will um, set her back. But mm-hmm. we, what we really want to do is build upon a positive association. Um, okay. So it may be something that you know we're going to start, and if she's already sitting on your lap, we're going to start right. training with food. And this is where it might be a little challenging because you've got five cats. So right. we want a hungry cat. So we want her to <laughs> not necessarily have access to food all the time. And we want her to recognize you as the source of her her food and then okay. that helps her because if she's a little bit hungry when you get around to training time it's going to make her more motivated cats okay. you know aren't the most motivated for training purposes so okay. we have okay. to use we have to use food ooh, the best reward we can um negative reinforcement or correction just doesn't really go very far and especially even less so with a feral um spider. right right
6: i think they all look at me and they think of food
7: <laughs> well that's good. That's good. So what you can do is basically start training her and with some cats and in feral cats this is one thing that I've had some some colleagues have a lot of success with this where they actually clicker train the cat. Mm-hmm. So they come to accept um a treat with the association right. of a click, and then you can pair that eventually with some other activity. So right. um, she sounds like she's already very accustomed to your hand. Game, right. But if we had a cat yes. that didn't even want to come around you, we could acclimate them to being around a human or stepping towards a human by clicking and treating um, right. at that time. So okay. I would use that as a way and okay. uh, pick up a little uh, training clicker, um, work with that, and then you can just let her say, Give, you know, touch her paw, hold her uh-huh. paw, click, and treat. And okay. give her something really good. You know, cats okay. love uh, the freeze-dried fishy things that smell
6: nasty. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I, I appreciate the information.
7: Yeah, and and if, you know, we haven't had this baby to a veterinarian, then we may want to actually build up to getting her back to the veterinarian just so that we can do um, a little bit more of a health assessment because that's going to exactly. be another hurdle you're going to have. Exactly. And We can't just throw them into that. We need to really acclimate. So, you know, build her up to training her to a cat carrier, as well as to having her let you pick her up and, you know, touching her paw or touching, you know, her jawline or something like that. Something that is beyond. I
6: can do that when she's sitting on me. I I can do all of that. Okay. It's just when I try to hold her on my lap, then she jumps off.
7: Okay. Well, if she's actually accustomed to you handling her in some ways, you can start to build up and sometimes mm-hmm. taking like a right. blanket or um, a towel and just kind of gently putting that over her, just resting it on her back and then right. okay. you can click, give her a treat and just, you know, don't push the issue and then you gradually build up to just kind of letting her have that towel or blanket over her in a little bit firmer contact and don't restrain her, but just kind of just use the towel as a way for right. her to feel something against her and you build up with time and, and uh, you know, three okay. years gosh, we, we should get this kid back to the vet just to have her checked out so um, i would would certainly work on um you know kind of slowly getting her used to that kind of thing but food was your friend i'm telling you (laughs)
2: okay all right well thank you thanks for your call leo toll free at 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the dream team we'll be right back
6: you're listening
1: to animal radio call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405
8: Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more.
9: Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com.
10: Don't miss Sprint's Cut Your Bill in half of it. Just bring your Verizon or AT&T bill and turn in your old phone, and we'll cut your rate plan in half. So if you're paying $260 a month for your family's four lines with Verizon, We'll cut it to $130, or if you're paying $80 for yourself, we'll cut it to $40. Plus, we'll give you unlimited talk and text in the U.S. and match your data all on the Sprint Network, the Cut Your Bill in Half event at Sprint. Bring us your Verizon or AT&T bill and turn in your old phone, and we'll cut your rate plan in half. Visit us at Sprint.com slash half price or go to a Sprint store today. Limited time offer available when you choose a leasing option or spread easy pay. Subject to credit and valid consumer port. Discount applied to monthly voice, text, and data charges with a minimum $10 monthly rate charge. Excludes taxes, surcharges, add-ons, apps, premium content, international services, additional lines, and device charges. Other plans may receive prioritized bandwidth availability. To improve data experience for the majority of users, throughput may be limited, varied, or reduced on the network. Max of 10 lines per account. No cash back.
11: Third-party marks are property to their respective owners. Restrictions apply. Would you wait several days for your shower to get hot? Would you wait several days to feel the full effect of relief from your nasal congestion? Flonase Allergy Relief Nasal Spray could take that long. Uh. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, use Afrin No-Drip. Afrin starts working in seconds Uh. and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait several days to feel the full effect Uh -uh. you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? Uh. Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed.
12: Hi, this is Bob Barker, listening to
13: Animal Radio. Help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered.
2: Stole free one 405 8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions or dog father, Joey Volani. And from the newsroom, Miss Tammy Trujillo, what are you working on this hour, This next hour?
8: Well, you know, thinking about this time of year, we got to start working on the income taxes. Oh, you no, know? yes. I know, I know. But, 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 your pet could actually help you, not just holding down papers this year, but actually help you get some money back.
2: Ooh, I like that idea.
8: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: I know that if you foster them, you can get a little tax deduction, so mm-hmm. check with your I found CPA. even more
8: ways. Oh,
2: good to know. Good to know. That's on the way with Tammy Trujillo in just a couple of minutes. Joey, what are you going to be talking about? Well, we're going to talk about um, how to get rid of that urine smell from your dog's or cat's coat or, or fur. It's especially pointing if you have a senior animal, because I know a lot of times these are senior animals that uh, have trouble cleaning up. They can't be as fastidious, especially kitties. Let's uh, head to the phones. We have Brian on the phone for Debbie. Dr. Debbie, I'm sorry. Brian, how are you doing?
14: Hey, I'm doing great, thank you. What's going on? Yeah, the reason I'm calling is uh, my dog, I, she's Australian Shepherd Mix, and she's had this scratching problem since her birth basically, and I've tried every, every remedy you can imagine, but I've changed her food. Now, I've recently purchased the grain-free food, and I've given her baths and oatmeal shampoo, and I, I just don't know what to do anymore. She constantly scratches and itches and Fighting her, you know, her legs and is there any kind of special, uh, shampoo or something I could get for her?
7: Yeah. So it's, now I got to ask, is she having any actual sores, uh, hair loss? Has she got any kind of infections going on?
14: Not that I'm aware of, not that I can see. And I do check her thoroughly. She's not missing any hair like, uh, like if she were to have mange or something. No. There's okay. no hair loss. Um, she just constantly itches her back and her hind legs and her, uh, her, her legs, her rear legs, but now where I live is, I live in uh, South Texas, and there's a lot of flea and ticks down there, so I do give her an ointment every month. I was giving her uh, Vector 3D, but I can't find that anymore, but now I changed her ointment, but I don't know if the ointment has something to do with it, or I, I don't know what's causing it, to be honest. It's been like that all her life. She's like 8 years old now.
7: Well, two things that I would really work on. One would certainly be very vigilant flea control. So um, sometimes we do have to combine different methods. So there are different topicals that you can use. There's even oral medications as well to help kind of squash that flea life cycle. So one bite of a flea will cause persistent itching for a long time. So you want to make sure that that is being addressed completely secondary to that, when we're talking about diets, there is more to hypoallergenic diets and dealing with pets that have food allergy than just switching the diet or going to grain-free. Grain-free right now is kind of like the big catch-all that all the pet food manufacturers are trying to throw out there. Like that is going to be the cure for pets with allergies. Well, guess what? Dogs can be allergic to other proteins other than grains. So we need to keep that in mind, and it may be time to go through your veterinarian and see about using more of a hypoallergenic diet. There are what we call novel protein diets that are um, unique, new proteins that the pet's uh, immune system hasn't seen yet. Things like kangaroo, things like rabbit-based diets. Those are kind of some of the more um, new and upcoming novel protein diets. There's another school of thought, which is called hydrolyzed protein diets. And these are a little bit more expensive, um, but they sometimes have the best opportunity at capturing and, and dealing with those pets that have food allergies. So those two things would be, if you haven't gone through the prescription-level foods and you've just tried buying different ones at the pet store, that would be my recommendation is to get really serious about that dietary management Um, and then really tackle that flea control. Um, And it's good that she doesn't have a lot of sores and she doesn't have a lot of other secondary problems, but for me, I always like to do a little skin surface check because it is very common for dogs to have bacterial and yeast infections on top of a chronic skin problem. So they can have allergies, and they can also have infections on the surface. So when you ask about sprays and things like that, yeah, I might. Um, but it's really going to depend on what I see on your pet's surface. If I pick up a interesting odor because, you know, Dr. Debbie loves to pick up odors. And sometimes there can be very kind of greasy or oily odors that we can get with some dogs. And we might use more of an anti-seborrhea uh, type shampoo or an anti-greasing shampoo for those pets. So um, a little bit of uh, having that eyes and the nose of the veterinarian um, kind of helping you guide through some of these choices might be really helpful there. And then the final thing, if you're not already doing it, is I love using omega fatty acids. Um, it's a natural anti-inflammatory that can help with not only the hair coat quality and the skin quality, um, but also can help to kind of as a mild anti-inflammatory for the skin. So I, I would add that in as well.
14: Oh, was that the last uh, one that you would add in? Excuse me.
7: The um, omega fatty acids, the fish-based oils, um, which are the okay. natural anti-inflammatory. So you got a lot you can try. I think uh, you know we can hopefully get your baby a little bit more comfortable. And uh, uh, I would say give her a scratch on the ear, but I don't want to get her scratching for you.
14: I'll certainly try those uh, things you recommended. I really, I really appreciate that.
7: Very good. Thank you for the call. This is Dr. Debbie. All right. We're all waiting here at one 405 8405
14: Well, Judy
2: just handed me this email. Did this come in off the app or was this just regular email? You don't know? Okay. You have no clue. I don't
3: know. We'll just they make just, it up. They just come running in and drop it off and give it to me. I don't know.
2: This one comes from Stacy Cole. She says, love the show. Just felt the need to vent about how people wait or question if they should take their sick pet to the vet. I heard a call last week that said, my pet hasn't eaten in a week. Are you kidding me? A week? I don't know if she said it that angrily. I just kind of put that in there for her. Uh, but she says, I know people get busy, and I it's common sense, people. She says, <laughs> She's right. She says, the lady called your show, the pet hadn't pooped in three days, and made me furious. Now, I know money can be an issue, but if you weren't pooping for three days, wouldn't you see a doctor? That's what
7: it stage? Was, yeah. It was three weeks, though. Was I it guess. three weeks? I remember weeks. that call. Yes. yes. Oh. And I, I think you know it's it's sad because pets don't talk, and that's the sole reason I think this kind of stuff gets away from people. That and maybe being not really tuned in to what's going on in their pets' lives. Mm. But I, I'm with them. I share the outrage, but it, it doesn't help me or the pet to get angry. So we have to Dr. educate. Deb, them. We really have to.
4: Can a pet really not poop for three weeks?
7: You know, it is possible if there's severe medical problems going on. And in this case, that cat was very ill, very dehydrated, um, had a constipation issue, and uh, it, it, it's possible. Um, but it's a signal that there's something really wrong, and, and you need, as a pet parent, to get proactive Watch your pets' goings and comings, eatings and
3: poopings, and really be alert to changes that are not normal. Mm, yeah. Well, you know, like you say, I mean, it, you got to give them credit at least for reaching out. Getting angry is not going to help. They finally reached out. Yes, you can be angry at how long it took them, but just move forward and try to get them help asap. There's a
2: little advice for you, Stacy, from uh, Judy. Over here Animal Radio. <laughs> and thanks for your email. You can email us right from the app, the free Animal Radio app, thanks to Doctors Foster and Smith, or you can send your email to yourvoice at animalradio.com. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing well. Where are you calling from today?
15: I'm in Memphis, Tennessee right now.
2: Beautiful Memphis. What's going on?
15: Well, uh, uh, I got a question. I, I drive a truck, and I have a, uh, he's a seven-month-old Jack Russell Doxton Cross.
6: Oh, man.
15: Yeah, He yeah. he's my little sidekick, but uh, I like to feed him where he does the self-feeding. Okay. Is, is that okay for him? You
7: know, I, I have a couple reservations with that in that situation. The first thing is that for puppies, you know, food is a great motivator and it's a great reward. So I would use that feeding time as an opportunity to really reward good behaviors and, you know, to help really bond the, the feeling that you're the provider of the food. That, that's a, v- a very big thing. So I do feel that's very important to kind of teach that hierarchy of, you know, the humans provide for the animal and it's kind of a natural way that you show that you're, you know, the dominant species in the household. Um, the the other concern I would have, especially in a cab environment, is going to be that you're in kind of an enclosed area that is limiting his movement. And um, if he's not moving a lot, there's going to be potentially some boredom. So rather than just leaving the food there, um, which is very unrewarding, um, I, I would like to see him either work for it um, or you know set the meal feeding down twice a day and then provide some of the kibble in a um, interactive way. You can get there's food dispensers fencing toys that have little holes and little gaps where once they kind of push it around, chew on it, the pieces of food fall out, and it'll help to keep him entertained while he's eating and not just kind of mosey up to the bowl whenever he's bored. Um, So so I would definitely encourage you to do that. And, uh, you know, maybe as an adult dog that might be a different thing, but he's got a lot of energy, and, um, you know, we're going to look for ways to keep him occupied while you're driving.
15: (laughs) Well, we stop every three hours, and we get out and we go play for about 15, 20 minutes.
7: Great, good Yeah, that check Russell in him I'm sure he is looking to run And play (laughs) They are high energy
15: (laughs) Well, he's actually I put him in the truck with me When he was five and a half weeks old So this is what he knows And he's actually really calm in the truck Good So that's what I was wondering Because I feed him a high protein dog food
7: Oh good Good, and and that's the big thing is really watching his body condition um, is you know if he's not you know burning off as much calories and all that energy then we don't want him to get portly we don't want him to get chubby um, and as he's getting to seven months and older you know we're gonna have to start talking about making sure you're gradually transitioning into an adult food as well so um, but I, I think that's all good it sounds like you're you, you're on top of it getting stops along the way getting his exercise i I, I commend huh? you for that because that's hard for folks who drive truck is to, to stop get out, and let the doggies run around and spend some time.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. And now, for Geico's stuff found in your car, we go inside your backseat vent.
16: Hello,
14: the French fry by the Pink Crayon. Last week, I was king of the car seat, and then your kid's favorite song stopped, and boom, meltdown. Remember, it took you 15 minutes to clean up. 15 minutes you could have spent switching to Geico and saving hundreds of dollars on your car insurance. Please find us. If it gets any hotter, Pinky over there's gonna have a different kind of meltdown.
0: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com today. You know canine
17: caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789.
18: For deals on the latest hardwood flooring trends, get to Lumber Liquidators. Don't settle for the stuff at the big box stores. We've got all the hottest flooring styles for less, like the timeless look of real oak. This week, get pre-finished oak hardwood for less than you'd pay for laminate at other stores. Now, it's an incredible 99 cents. Or get three-quarter inch solid pre-finished red oak for $2.59. Plus, it's your last chance to save $500 on BellaWood. Get deals on bamboo, laminates, and more from 49 cents. And special financing. Don't miss this season's hottest hardwood deals. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. How strong is Allegra D?
16: It's my congestion's finally gone strong, even in the park playing with my dogs. Go fetch, Bosley.
9: Allegra D, a fast, non-drowsy antihistamine plus a powerful decongestant that starts relieving your toughest allergy symptoms in under one hour.
19: Allegra D is breathing free for 24 hours strong, even in the
16: convertible.
9: Allegra D, strong relief for your allergy symptoms, guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. Use only as directed.
16: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day, so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. So what
8: does Folgers Coffee and Jiff Peanut Butter have to do with your pet's food? Well, pretty soon the answer to that will be... A lot. J.M. Smucker, the huge company behind Smucker's Jam and a whole lot of other products is buying Big Heart pet brands for $5.8 billion. Big Heart makes Meow Mix, Milkbone, Pepperoni, Kibbles and Bits, lots of pet foods. It's not the first time that a people food company has bought a pet food maker. Last year, the candy company Mars bought Iams and Yukanuba, adding to its pet brand portfolio that already included Whiskas and Pedigree. Nestle makes all sorts of products, and it's the company behind Purina. Now, these mega companies do know a good deal when they see it. Since the year 2000, the sales of pet food nationally has nearly doubled, hitting $22 billion in receipts last year. The American Pet Products Association says $10 billion of that was spent on the pricier so-called premium lines of cat and dog food. And a consumer survey last year found that nearly four out of five pet owners say the quality of their pet's food is as important as their own. We've heard of dogs and cats helping former military members deal with post-traumatic stress disorder. For former Ohio National Guardsman Darren Welker, it's his ducks that do the trick. Now, we've been following this story since he was convicted of a misdemeanor and fined $50 for keeping 14 ducks at his home in West Lafayette, Ohio. He's given some of them away. He's down to six birds, and he's now appealing his fine and his conviction. Welker served time in Iraq and was medically discharged from the National Guard. He says the ducks may maintain a calm environment and that's what he needs to deal with his PTSD. The town council though says he hasn't presented enough evidence that the ducks actually serve a medical need and that he would face imminent harm without them. Local laws have recently been amended to allow two therapy pets, but Welker's six would still be illegal under the law, and the council also says that ducks aren't considered therapy animals. Well, it is funny how things work out sometimes, isn't it? Like in this story out of Claire's home in Alberta, Canada, Richard Brower's beloved German Shepherd, Dozer, was stolen out of his backyard 18 months ago, and he looked everywhere. He even got his motorcycle riding buddies to hit all the dog parks, and they even were stopping people walking German Shepherds on the street to make sure it wasn't Dozer. Nothing. After a whole year and a half, Richard decided to share his home with a new dog, and he did an online search for German Shepherds for sale, led him to the local animal rescue, and you know what? Right there on the front page was Dozer. The reunion had everybody crying, Richard, his sister, his parents, and even Dozer. Richard says the 125-pound dog came flying to him, put his head in his arm, and started doing that wailing thing that German Shepherds do. Dozer had been at the shelter for about a month, where he'd been for the rest of the time he was missing? That's anybody's guess, but he is home now, safe and sound.
4: So I guess, um, these, um, these systems were all in place that are working with, uh, microchipping and the pet GPS tracking because there's so many, been so many stories lately of pets actually, um, disappearing from the household were being found. And it's a good yeah. thing that, you know what? I mean, they're disappearing and not that they're disappearing, but that, that they're being found and safe and back to their homes and families.
2: Years later and sometimes miles, many miles away, it is working. That is correct. And that's why we really advocate that you get your animal
8: chipped. Oh, you have to. You absolutely have to. And also, though, it's really important not to just rely on the chip. It's so important to have the collar on with some kind of an ID tag, yep. just in case somebody isn't sophisticated enough or doesn't have a chip reader. That way, at least there's something on the dog. I mean, I do everything I can possibly do, because losing my dogs, I don't know what I'd do. Yep. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an
16: Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
3: and Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet, with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaAndChewy's.com.
18: Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. Oh.
3: Dogs or cats,
19: horse or emu, animals are people too. A stolen cockatoo's big mouth helped reunite him with his rightful owner. Two years ago, Diane Bagley set Cory the Cockatoo in his cage on the back porch. Someone then stole Cory the Cockatoo from her Shreveport, Louisiana home. Two years later, Bagley was talking about Corey to a visitor who recalled hearing a cockatoo saying his signature catchphrase, which was, I love you, Corey. Bagley then called the police and told Detective Kay Ward what she had learned. Ward wasn't sure she had the correct address until she approached a home in the mobile home park and heard a bird inside squawking, I love you, Corey." <laughs> Bagley and her bird had a tearful reunion. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio are people to Animal
18: Radio. Animal Radio's hero people is underwritten by Zuterin, a non surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z E U T E R I N.com.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com.
2: Log on, learn more. Animal Radio. We are celebrating our connection with your pets. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. I'm already losing my voice. Watching, that's what happens watching football over the weekends, Friday nights, oh. screaming at the okay. TV. That's why. I have my excuse.
8: So you're the sideline coach again. I huh?
2: am. And boy,
4: I uh, make huh? a great
2: sideline coach.
8: <laughs> that right now.
4: Well, well, wait a minute. Uh, hold on. You're you throwing me off a little. Bit. Didn't football season just end here? This is... Uh, this, we,
2: uh, you know what they call football, which is soccer to us, but they okay, call it Okay, so football. you're talking about soccer. Yes. yes. Okay. But it's Come so much the American
4: name, okay, <laughs> of soccer, so I know what you're talking he about. He still
8: thinks it's football. Anything. <laughs> football apparently works here, I think. Uh, anyone who knows me knows that I don't watch any sports yeah. whatsoever. He
3: calls baseball football, basketball's called uh-huh. football, everything's just uh-huh. called football, because it just sounds macho. The, the truth is, I've I lost see. my
2: voice because I've been screaming at myself in the mirror, and I know that uh, we're off track here. We're off subject here. I want to, we have another hero, which is much more important than my voice right now. But if you know somebody that goes above and beyond the call of duty for the animals, nominate them for the hero of the week. Uh, You can give Judy a call or send her an email at yourvoice@animalradio.com. Unfortunately, they're far and few between. But today, we have found a doozy for you. Allison Smith joins us. Hi, Allison. How are you doing?
20: I'm just fine, thanks.
2: Tell us about what you call your pet pantry. What is a pet pantry?
19: Well, our pet pantry is a pet and supplies pantry um, that is obviously that, pet food, and supplies like leashes, collars, beds, what have you, that is offered to the public who might be facing hard times or illness or some sort of hardship, they can come and get pet food.
2: Well, I know some people that have the option of either pills for themselves, right. medicine for themselves, or food for their animals, they'll actually have to, they'll be forced to choose the pills for themselves. Uh, you make this a whole different ball game now. You, you're able to give them food?
19: That's right. And unfortunately, what you stated is, is true. And we're finding people that are like, say, on the Meals on Wheels program where they're getting one hot meal a day and they're saving part of that for their pet and um those types of things so i think one thing that people forget about is that when others are suffering financially it all it affects everybody in the household and that includes pets and sometimes we forget that the pets are also affected and that they need to have a net of some sort, a safety net of some sort, and so we hope to be that safety net for people.
2: Well, you know, it sounds like this is kind of personal. Is there a story behind the start of this?
19: Well, there is, kind of. Um, You know, I had thought about doing this for a couple of years. I also run a horse rescue, and so through that horse rescue, we were getting calls a lot for all kinds of animals, but particularly dogs and cats and people wanting to know where they can turn when they incur these hardships or or financial issues and so it started me thinking a couple years ago but I just I put on the back burner because we do have shelters here and we do have you know I felt like people had sources to go to and then coincidentally um, this past fall we had the opportunity to go outside of our comfort zone with horses and rescue a dog that nobody nobody would help with and we had received a call about a dog about Um, I don't know, approximately 300 miles away in the northern part of our state, North Dakota, and um, he was full of porcupine quills. A lady had found him and two others on her property living underneath some cement steps, abandoned cement steps, and um, thankfully she acted instead of reacted, and instead of chasing them off her property, she started watching them and feeding them and giving them water, and then when they came out, she saw that they were, one in particular was full of porcupine quills, and she called... Everybody she could think of, and nobody could or would help, and so uh, we decided to drive up and, and try to get this dog, and we did, and um, we named him Atticus. He's a Boxer Lab Cross, and we thought, you know, maybe now is the time to step up. He was starving because he couldn't eat with the quills, and very thin and very sick and so i kind of thought you know let's honor that and let's get in gear and, and do something and though this would not be the kind of animal normally we would help this would be more of a shelter case it started the ball rolling and um trying to address starving animals the other thing that i like to stress to people is that when a person does become finan- in financial hardship sometimes they can go and they can apply for certain programs, whether that's, you know, using an EBT card or some sort of um, welfare program that might be available to them during this time. With those programs, you still cannot use, you know, food stamps or EBT cards and things for pet food. So even if the person does find financial uh, a financial program, those programs don't allow them to buy pet food. That's just wrong. The pets are really just left out and... um, So it's just a bad situation. And, you know, our shelters, I don't know what your shelters are like, but I'm assuming they're full like ours are. And it just seems kind of counterproductive to me um, to take an animal out of a home that has a loving home and a warm bed at night. But take it out of its home and place it in a shelter because a person maybe temporarily couldn't feed it, or yeah, it's
3: also more cost effective to keep a pet pet in a home as opposed to paying for the expenses in a
19: shelter. Give it, absolutely make it um, necessary for a little the price of a little bit of food, yes. that's it, you're done. You yep. know.
2: go ahead and give listeners your website.
19: Our website is adddieseats dot com and that's a t t i s e a t s dot com. And most of our stuff is on our Facebook page, which is also Addie's Eats on Facebook.
2: Very good. We'll put awesome. links to everything you've heard right there at AnimalRadio.com. Allison Smith, our Hero of the Week. Be well, my friend. You've done such good, good work.
19: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
2: Bye now. Bye. Let's head back to the phones. Toll free, one 405
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
18: Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hey, Joe, how are you doing?
21: I'm enjoying a perfect day. How are you all today? Oh,
2: the perfect day? Where, where are you enjoying it?
21: Well, let me explain. Okay. A great day is waking up on the top side of the dirt, period. This is
2: true. Okay, wherever it is. <laughs> wherever it is. A,
21: per- a, a perfect day is waking up on the top side of the dirt next to my wife.
7: Oh. Oh.
21: oh how
7: sweet. I already like you,
21: Joe. <laughs> well, thank you uh i am a truck driver and uh periodically uh, let me put the window up sorry about that uh from time to time i bring my wife out on the road now we have two cats with us for five years in the truck but the company i'm with now does not allow pets so we have to get my brother watches over our boys while we're out on the road when i I bring my wife out uh Recently, we had a situation, one of our cats, I'm not sure which one, it was either Clutch or us, um they would uh, defecate by our back door instead of okay. using litter pan, and I was wondering if it was retaliation for the fact that my wife was gone that week. I think we pretty much rolled out uh, you know, health problems. I haven't had to do that yet, of course, but... Uh, it's only when i would bring my wife out on the road and Mm -hmm. a day or two afterward but uh what i have done is we just this past weekend bought uh two new litter boxes and now there's one in the in the uh on the back porch and one by the back door
3: okay well that's
7: a start definitely and um, I'm going to kind of jump into your first question, and you asked if it was retaliation. And I'm going to cite on the sides of the cat world. Cats don't do it to get even. They're not pooping or peeing out of place just to get a rise out of us, Um, they do it for other reasons. So we got to take the human emotions away from house-soiling issues. Um, But what we can look at as causes for cats to inappropriately defecate or urinate outside of that box, we're going to look at things at the litter box themselves, primarily what we call litter box aversion. Something in the box or in the environment around the box is not to the kitty's liking. Another cause would be a substrate preference, which means that a different feel of the texture of some other object is more appealing than what's in the litter box. And very, very rarely in cats is defecating out of the box actually a marking behavior it can happen but it's usually not the in- instance there um and you also mentioned medical medical by far would be one of the most common causes of kitties not using the litter box so i would encourage you to make that uh pick up the phone make that appointment to see your veterinarian because a lot of things can cause a kitty to have a medical issue where they don't use that box so i'm going to assume you get that and you get a clean bill of health from your vet then I would say you're on the right track with those, uh, new litter boxes, but I'd see if we could add a, another one in there somewhere because we always try to add one box more than the number of cats we have in the house. Just gives them lots of opportunities. Um, the other things that were, that I would look at in this situation is when your wife's not there, we may not have the same litter box cleanliness. So there's the possibility that the litter box environment isn't quite as favorable to them as when she's around so it may not necessarily be her absence but the absence of her care (laughs) so um, if at all possible the kitty caregivers you know i'd ask them to make sure that they're scooping every day and then if you add in that extra litter box that'll give them some other opportunities
0: you're
1: listening to animal radio call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405
2: We got more email from Emilio from Mexico. Milo Huella. Yeah. What else we get? Yeah, well, she sent you pictures. She's got pictures for you, Joey. I think we should actually have a Emilio Huela from Mexico minute. Looking for a sponsor for that.
7: We love supporters of the show. We love people that listen and call and communicate. That's, that's what we're about. You know, We engage with our listeners, so you you got to speak up and ask your questions.
2: Yep, and I love these uh, pictures that you send of you and your pets, because we're just kind of all in a studio looking at each other, and pretty much we're all dog ugly, except for Dr. Debbie. So when you... And I shouldn't say dog ugly, because I'll tell you, there's some pretty cute dogs, but... Uh, uh, in any case, we can post these pictures up here and we can actually see. I'm sorry, Judy, you're not dog ugly either.
3: Yeah, I'm giving him the, the stink eye. Give him the kick <laughs> in the butt. Yeah.
2: You know what? This has been one of those shows where um, I just opened my mouth and all kinds of stuff's been coming out. I got this guy on next. His name is Michael Brando, and he's written a book called A Matter of Breeding, a biting history of pedigree dogs and how the quest for status has harmed man's best friend. Now, this is something we've always believed and we've always felt that, uh, you know, the mutt is probably the healthiest, both both physically and mentally. But people still insist on getting these purebred dogs, and they run into all kinds of problems because these purebreds are usually bred with each other.
3: Yeah, well, they're creating designer dogs as well.
2: Okay, hey, Michael, how are you doing? Hi, just fine, thanks. Uh, bear with me today. So tell us a little bit about what the book's about and your research on pedigree and the mutts and uh, the difference between them.
13: Well, it's a social history um, which focuses on uh, how we were taught to believe we needed so-called purebreds in the first place. It's a history of dog shows and how that came about and how dogs were standardized into these commercial types with their coat colors and their head shapes and sort of catalog selection we've come to be familiar with. And you mentioned a minute ago that we all seem to know about muds. I have always known that muds are healthier. I've had both. I grew up with and I had my last dog was a mud, but uh, I've been working with dogs for 20 years, but a lot of people don't even know about recent studies that have been given you know, major publicity. They seem to, the power of denial here is just, just amazing, and that's really sort of the subject of my book. I'm trying to look at what could be strong enough to allow people to overlook the fact that, say, golden retrievers are dying of cancer at a rate of over 60% in this country. Um, that's pretty major news, and yet... A lot of people don't even know that. And is that because of breeding? Well, that's because of inbreeding. I mean, the the golden retriever, despite its popularity and its large numbers, you would think it would have more genetic diversity and better chances for health. But because of this addiction to lineage and, and aristocratic family background, all this nonsense... It's one of the most closely inbred breeds.
7: And I gotta say, you know, as a veterinarian, I see both sides of this issue, but I do have a problem with pure breed bashing. I am an owner of, uh, mixed breeds as well as pure breeds. And I do uh-huh. feel there is a place for a purpose bred dog for some function. And I think rest- Maintaining that line is an important thing, so that we can ensure there's a predictability within a lineage. However, the other thing I got to jump in and say is I, I I agree that there's definitely an inheritance with a lot of pure breeds in some of these, um, genetic conditions. That's a known fact. But there's also research that shows that, uh, I think a recent study two years ago out of UC Davis actually showed that, uh, 13 out of 24 genetic diseases was actually just as common in mixed breed dogs and hybrid dogs as in the pure breed. So I think we have to be a little bit careful when we say that the pure breed dog or a mixed breed dog is superior because they still have those genetic markers, those disease tendencies that are in there, they just may be diluted and mixed in with some other things. So you're not guaranteed you're not going to get Nothing wrong with your dog. You may actually get more cranial cruciate ligament injury um, with a mixed breed dog than a pure breed dog. So mm. I think that you have to be careful in saying that mixed breed dogs don't get diseases or genetic diseases. Oh, they do. Oh, no, I would,
13: I, would never, I would never say that. The thing about the Davis study is it's true what you say about they basically tied pure breeds and non-breeds in, in 13 categories, but pure breeds came out ahead in health problems for 10 of them, and mutts only were higher for one. Which means it's not—it's—it's it's always dangerous to make blanket statements about breeds versus non-breeds. Um, it says more about the industry that produces them than anything, right? I mean, and, and I don't want to say they're inherently superior, but so far, I mean, your chances are better getting a random bred mutt.
3: I guess my question is, if you have a mutt, say, that has three breeds and each of those breeds has a specific problem, like a hip dysplasia or or other items, doesn't that mixed breed now have the chance of carrying all three different things?
13: Absolutely, but doesn't that come back to the problem that the original breeds were so badly inbred in the first place? I mean, mutts are inheriting a lot of their illnesses because of what's been done wrong with purebreds.
7: And I think that's the big thing that, you know, for folks that are actually breeding responsibly, they're testing and they're performing genetic screening, veterinary screening for heart conditions, for hypothyroidism. They're keeping registries of this and they're selecting against animals that express those. So for me, I respect someone who does that to try to ensure the health of future populations because they're spending a lot of money, a lot of sure. time to try to ensure that their offspring don't have those things. Now, I think it's horrible for people that just throw two dogs together let them breed and say oh i got golden retrievers they're gonna be great i think that's sure. ridiculous the backyard so, breeder absolutely but for people that are doing things right trying to better the breed trying to eliminate these diseases they're helping everybody so i don't i don't see why we sure. should be bashing them
4: well i think a big part of the problem is too is what we just said is the backyard breeding has become so profitable that people are are doing it under no supervision and unfortunately the purebreds um, is, what draws, is what draws the money. Um, the same thing is going to start happening with Labradoodles and all the designer mm-hmm. breeds um, because they are bringing tremendous money, and they're going to be uh, overbred and um, crossbred, and you're going to start seeing the same thing happening with I with because I still consider these dogs mixed breeds. Um, we're going to start seeing the same thing happening with them as well.
13: That that's no arg- argument against hybrid vigor at all. It's just been done as an industry, just as purebreds have been badly bred. But, but, uh, I don't think you can blame it all on backyard breeders or even puppy mills. Um, I have met so many sick dogs from so-called reputable breeders, and how can the AKC, first of all, gets 40% of its income from puppy mill registration? So it's deliberately, it may give money for disease research, but it's playing both sides. How can that be?
2: Well, I do know you put a lot of hard work into your book, a lot of research there, and I encourage listeners that are intrigued in the, by the topic to pick it up. It's called A Matter of Breeding, A Biting History of Pedigree Dogs and How the Quest for Status Has Harmed Man's Best Friend. The author joining us, Michael Brando. I have 10 copies to give away right now
15: 1-866-405-8405
1: celebrating the connection with our pets This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: Okay, you want to write this phone number down. It's 1-866-405-8405. That's the easiest way to ask questions of Dr. Debbie or dog father Joey Villani. And uh, if you don't need it now, just you'll have it like on your refrigerator. So put it it there, 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And that, of course, is a free download. This hour, veterinary correspondent Dr. Marty Becker will be back. And he's talking about pheromones.
7: Ooh, great topic.
2: What are pheromones?
7: Pheromones, things that uh, exude chemical behavior in an animal's body
19: that they smell. Oh, okay. Mm.
2: I'm intrigued, curious, very intrigued, and he's on the way, and he'll describe what it's all about. Let's answer your calls right now. Hi, Jen. How are you?
20: Hi, I'm good.
2: Where are you calling from today?
20: Los Angeles.
2: Oh, well, thanks for listening. How can we help you? The, the entire Dream Team is here for you.
20: Well, my cat jumps on my head, like, <laughs> a lot when I'm not paying attention. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. laugh.
7: That's not nice.
20: <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of funny, but it also kind of sucks, like... He'll get on top of the refrigerator, and I'm not looking. Maybe I'm facing the other direction, and then bam! All of a sudden, wow. he jumps on top of my head and balances up there.
7: Okay, but he doesn't. He out.
20: also he leaps from the floor onto my shoulder, also. Okay, <laughs> but when I'm not looking, so it's like whiplash. So how did this
7: happen? How did this behavior start, Jen?
20: I think he thinks that he owns me. I think he thinks that he can just do it. I don't know. I guess I just am not good at training cats.
2: Well, or you're really good at training cats. and Maybe maybe you should make this into an act or something like that.
20: Well, it's cool when I want him to do it because I'll, like, pat my chest and he'll jump up onto my shoulder, which Uh when I'm prepared, it's cool. But if I'm facing the other direction or maybe I'm bent down tying my shoe and he jumps on my back, and then I have to, like, walk across the room hunched over to get him off, you know, under, like, the sofa or something, because otherwise he'll scratch me, because he'll, like, try try to slip off or something.
7: So that was what I was going to ask you. What happens when, when this is an unsolicited behavior and he does that? How do you respond to that?
20: Well, I have to stay in the position where he's not going to slip off and try and, like, hold on and scratch me, so I have to get to a place where I can, like, get him off without him falling. Okay. But it sucks. I, mean- I will walk across the room with the cat balanced on top of my head. <laughs>
7: Okay, I mean, but are you, are you yelling at him? Are you screaming saying, hey, what the heck
20: are you doing? Well, no, because I can't do that. I have to like stay calm and like walk slowly and steady so that he doesn't slip off. Cause I, I mean, I have scratches on my shoulders. I've, you know, he he doesn't scratch me on purpose, but he tries to hold on, so. Okay.
7: Well, I'm going to side with your cat here because you've kind of already taught him to do this behavior by asking him and training him to jump on your chest. That well, is. I
20: didn't start that until after he already was doing it.
7: Okay, but but you're rewarding it. So oh. you can't reward it in some situations and then expect it to stop in others. So yeah. if this is a behavior you want to really stop, you have to make that decision in your mind and say, I promise myself I am not going to reward him for jumping on my chest or I'm gonna I'm not going to ask him to um, interact with me in that way. Well,
20: I probably you- haven't asked him to do it in probably a couple months since I got him his own cat. I got him his own cat, so he would like play with that instead of with me. Uh-huh. That's a good idea. Yeah, well, I mean, it worked a little bit, like he was entertained (laughs) by this other cat for a while, but now he's... I
7: don't know. Okay. So so we have a kind of a twofold problem. One is that you've you've participated in training and rewarding this behavior. The second is that in many cases this type of behavior is an attention seeking behavior. So by getting our getting jumping on the pet owner, we're getting their attention, we're taking them away from whatever else they were doing, and now they're focusing on me, the kitty cat. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's accompanied with hey, you know, vocal screaming, emotion. Motion, waving of arms, and it becomes a game. So you are no different than that little furry catnip mouse across the floor. You are actually playing as part of his prey.
20: So, I can tell. I yes. feel like I'm like one of his, you know, little den kittens
7: or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> I understand.
20: So- I don't have fur to protect me.
7: Okay, so so first of all, like I said, you have to make the decision to stop rewarding this in other situations. And then we really have to do a couple things. One is that we look at increasing the physical activity and uh, stimulation that your cat has. So this means... Playtime that's scheduled throughout the day that does not involve jumping on your body or touching your body in any way. So that may be things like laser pointers, um, interactive feeding toys, um, things like the, um, uh, the frolley cat darts, um, pounds. Yeah, where those they have little the
20: little round things were good with the little track with the ball that yes. goes around. Yes. Yeah, and toys. and then
7: for sometimes you know even just giving like cheap homemade toys of plastic bottles with treats in them that you can throw across the room he can bat around things to engage that prey drive you want to be out of the picture and you want to offer other things that that act him to jump, to leap, to hunt in another situation. So that's going to be a big thing. And You really have to schedule that and make that a priority throughout the day. And then, um, you know, really remembering also that you want to reward him when he's being a quiet and calm cat. And a lot of cat owners forget to do this because, you know, we're entertained by their antics. Um, but a quiet cat should get our affection and it should get treat rewards. So when you're trying to battle this, you want to find opportunities when your cat is quiet, sitting there doing his own thing and give him a treat may not even okay. have to pet him, but find that opportunity to reward him and, and engage him when he is being quiet. And then that way you're actually telling him, hey, when you're quiet, I'm going to be around, and you're going to get my love, you're going to get food. And For cats, I've talked to callers about this before. Cats, it's about the stomach. you got to make them really appreciate you on the food source. <laughs> That's the yeah. really most important thing. And then also, you need to really develop some eyes behind the back of your head because the next step is—you <laughs> ha- uh, have to anticipate when this behavior is going to happen and not get in that situation. Whether well, sometimes it be, I'll
20: be texting or putting my shoes on, so I'm like looking at my feet. And I mean, this morning I was putting my shoes on, so I'm like hunched over, and he jumps on my back. But I mean, he just laid there, and it's weird.
7: Well, and this know. is he where uses
20: me like a piece of furniture. I feel like
7: yes, and this is where you have to make your cat tired, satisfied, uh, physically, emotionally, and then learn to anticipate what situations. So, if you know bending over and tying your shoes is going to make your cat jump on you, don't. Do that. Go somewhere else. Safely put your shoes on. Don't put yourself or your cat in that situation. Um, don't expect your cat to react differently by doing the same behavior over and over again. Well, Um, I see
3: him
20: sometimes. He'll put, you know, he'll get in a position where I can see he's about to jump on me. And I, I tell him no, you know, and I try to look serious.
7: Well, and that'll only get you so far. But before you, once you notice that, stop that behavior, move to an alternate location, give your cat something to do. And you want to you want to cease the response that he's going to have. So yelling at cats doesn't really help. Um, You know, Um, discipline for cats does not help. All it does is it amps up their anxiety and their energy level. So you'll just get a more hyperactive cat that's just waiting until he can pounce on you till you turn your back the next time.
20: He also learned to he um, pulls out my nose ring and my earring um, when I'm asleep because he knows that I'll get up because then I have to look for my earring because he'll pull he'll. He's gotten really good at just taking his little tiny teeth and ripping out my nose ring.
2: He's got your number.
7: <laughs> wow, man. You, yeah. You know, when when I had kitties, there was one thing that happened at night. The bedroom door got shut, and they slept in the other room because... Uh- the knocking of things off of the the bedside would wake us in the middle of the night repeatedly. And if you can't control those situations, you need to control your physical environment. So it's not going to stop. I can't tell you how to make it stop while you're sleeping. Your cat will continue to pull those things out of your nose and your ears. Um, so you, you need to make those decisions in your household on controlling his environment. So yeah, I feel like tough I'm story. living in
20: his house.
7: Yep. <laughs> he <Wow>. is, <laughs> and you are. <laughs>
2: Well Jen thank you so much for your call today toll free 18664058405 to reach out to the dream team and uh you know if you want to see a, a bunch of cute kitties running around and having fun well the obvious place is our facebook page where there's dozens of videos of kitties running around and also the location where you can upload Your wacky Wednesday pictures for fun and prizes. And this time, big time prizes. Look what you got there. I know. Isn't this awesome? This week we're giving out?
3: From Shark, we have the Powered Lift-Away Vacuum Cleaner. Now, this is like three vacuums in one. Wow. It's a powerful upright. Uh Then it has a lift-away pod with a powered brush roll. And then it also has a convenient canister with a caddy. It's good for carpets for hard floors for everything and it even has those cool led lights when you're vacuuming in corners it lets you see where you're what you're doing
2: this is a great prize and if you'd like to pick up on it all you have to do is head on over to our facebook page and upload your wackiest pet pictures for this wednesday's wacky wednesday contest if you don't have any wacky pictures Find (laughs) some. For this this prize.
3: It's valued at about $300.
2: That is a great prize, there. Yes, it is. Uh, Go on over there and vote. And while you're there, check out all the good stuff over at Facebook. That's at Animal Radio, by the way. Let's uh, head back to the phones toll free. 1 866 405 8405 for your calls.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. How strong is Allegra D?
16: It's my
7: congestion's finally gone strong, even in the park playing with my dogs. Go fetch, Bosley.
9: Allegra D, a fast, non-drowsy antihistamine plus a powerful decongestant that starts relieving your toughest allergy symptoms in under one hour.
16: Allegra D is breathing
19: free for 24 hours strong, even in the convertible.
9: Allegra D, strong relief for your allergy symptoms. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com.
0: Use only as directed.
18: Geico Motorcycle presents Reflections from the
0: Road. Let me tell you, the road is a much more relaxing place since I switched to Geico Motorcycle Insurance and started saving money. With that taken care of, now I can think about deep, important things. Like how come it's a pair of pants when there's only one of them? A real brain teaser. But hey, at least saving money with Geico Motorcycle is as easy as pie. What does that mean, anyway? Geico Motorcycle Insurance. See how much you could save.
9: Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, the world is your office with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business with all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system.
17: You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789.
21: Hi, this is Paul Reiser, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Every minute you're here, you're not harming someone else. I don't know what that means. (laughs) If it's usable, use it. Otherwise, cut it and get out.
2: Listen up. If you have a dog that can be a little bit unsociable around other people, other dogs and people, Check out the Baskerville Ultra Muzzle from our friends at Company of Animals. It was created by Dr. Roger Mugford. Yeah, that guy. He's always on the show with us. He's a cool cool. guy. He's multi-talented. He's an engineer. He's a media talent. He owns the company. And he's created this awesome muzzle. And I'm telling you, if you have a dog that gets into the trash or that gets aggressive or when you go to the vet, you just want to make sure that...
3: Everybody's safe.
2: Everybody's safe, absolutely. Find your nearest retailer today at www.companyofanimals.com dot us hey Tammy working hard in the newsroom what do you got this hour
8: got a question for you what do coffee peanut butter and pet food have in common
2: coffee peanut butter and Cal on. eats all of them? Yeah. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Together. Uh, no, hey. a great big, huge, mongus merger, and I'm going to have all the details for you on it.
2: Uh, well, this merger, I, I think what you're going to be talking about is another one. You know, there's like three companies, three or four companies okay. now that own all of the Jeez. pet foods, and that means they're all sourced from the same location. Uh, and made in the same location, it's not
8: just have good. different names and different labels, and you know makes yeah. you wonder if they're not just all the same thing, period paragraph,
3: yeah. yep, coming from the same factory, just putting them in different bags. Let's hit the phones toll free one eight
2: six six four oh five eight four oh five for your calls right now. Hey, bill, how you doing?
12: Hi, guys. Just fine. I have a four year old puppy on, and she has a she makes a gagging sound, something is coming deep in her throat. And she started when she was about four years or four months four or five months old. I figured it was something mm-hmm. that she would just outgrow, but it, she keeps doing it.
7: Okay. So it's not a sneeze, it's not a cough?
12: No, it's a something in between.
7: Sound. Okay. And when it when she makes this sound, um, what is she doing anything right prior to that?
12: Well, um, I first noticed it when she was eating, and I uh, kind of spoiler. I buy rotisserie chicken, and I I put about two inches in a baggie, and I give that to her every day, along with some uh, some Iams uh, dog food, some dry dog food. Um, but I noticed that if I don't peel that chicken up in little bitty pieces, that um, it it occurs. So I don't know if okay. she's not. Her food up enough, or she's never hungry. She's always had something to eat there. But I've noticed okay. a time or two recently in the last few months that she would be asleep and she'll just wake up and starts just gagging.
7: Okay, so it doesn't always happen with food then, and is it kind yeah. of like a kind of a snorting kind of sound? It almost looks like an asthma attack.
12: An asthma attack.
7: Um, I'll describe a little bit. No, um,
12: uh, it's almost like she's gasping for air. Just, I can't hardly, I can't describe kinda like a it. <laughs>
7: <laughs> kind of sound?
12: Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. It's like she, it's like she's she's gagging on something.
7: Okay, because what I guess what I'm trying what I'm trying to describe here is kind of a interesting little sound that's something between a sneeze and between a cough that a lot of dogs do, and it's basically called a reverse sneeze, and it is characterized by um, kind of a vibrational sound. And most dogs, when they do this, they kind of extend their neck a little bit, Um, they kind of stick it out, and they make the sound. Um, They don't usually cough anything up afterwards, but the episode can last for sometimes just a very short while, even up to a couple minutes, um, but it, it really isn't a cough in the sense of a <laughs> kind of thing. Um, it's more of this kind of snorting sound. Does that kind of sound like what she's doing for you?
12: Well, she does kind of extend her head, and I can tell that the muscles are contracting in her neck.
20: Oh, okay. And, uh, yep. she'll
12: kind kind of, her head will go in a forward motion and mm-hmm. kind of slightly down. Um, okay, I, I don't believe it's a sneeze. She she sneezed before, and you know it's yep. a regular sneeze, like a dog. They shake their head when they sneeze,
7: <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't
12: really I- resemble a sneeze.
7: Okay. I, I definitely think what you're describing sounds like this reverse knee sound. And uh, the good news is that it is completely harmless. Um, it is not a sign that she's having severe um, problems getting air. Um, but it is kind of this weird little fit that dogs do. Um, sometimes it's after excitement. Sometimes it's after they're kind of running around or if they pull on their leash or um, just get a little too overworked up. But we do see some dogs that will do it for no reason whatsoever, or even those that wake up from sleep to do it. So there is a little bit of a phenomenon. We don't always know why it happens. But the things I would want to check out um, for your baby are going to be kind of in the nose and the mouth area. Make sure we don't have any bad teeth because um, sometimes I sinus teeth, problems.
12: I, uh, I take her to the vet uh, probably more than... Most people take their kids to the vet. She had one baby <laughs> tooth that wasn't coming through, and uh, okay. about a year ago, I had her spayed, and I told her to go ahead and take that tooth out and clean Great. her teeth.
3: Good.
12: So I Good. mean, there's, there's, I had a vet tell me that she has there, there is a birth defect associated with either the throat or the esophagus, but it's way down deep, and it's, it's not operable. It's just. They, they have tried it in the past, but it's just
15: not successful.
7: And, yeah, and, and that's, uh, I don't that's know definitely it, something a little different than what we're, we might be talking about. Um, what you're re- referring to is something called a collapsing trachea, and that is yeah. common in, in small breeds. Yeah, and that with that, they really will do more of a true cough. So you'll have coughing episodes that can kind of happen in the same scenarios, but more with excitement. So if we're seeing more of this kind of kind of snorting, tense neck episode, I'm going to call that reverse sneezing, and then I'm going to say, well, we can consider things like antihistamines to try to make that better and, you know, check to make sure our eyes, nose, all that stuff are clear. There's no sign of any other deeper infection. In some cases, we don't do anything at all. We just kind of calm the pet, help them through the episode. Um And only in some really rare cases will we have to go through some medical workup where we have to do things like looking for nasal mites or some weird things that could be going on in the nose. So for the most part, reverse sneezing, I'm going to tell you, if it doesn't hurt her that much and it doesn't bother you, I'd let it go. Otherwise, try an antihistamine for that.
12: Uh, she don't act like she's suffering other than, you know, uh, she's making this weird expression on her face, and, and everything indicates that she's choking. She's gasping for air. You know, yeah. and naturally, you know, my heart skips a beat, but it don't last but just a few seconds, of maybe 10 seconds at the most, and it clears right up.
7: good. Um, good. And I'd have to tell you, Bill, I have when I did an emergency call, I got calls about reverse sneezes all the time with very panicked uh, pet parents. So um, you're not alone in your concern, but you should feel a little bit of comfort knowing that it's not anything harmful. Just talk to her calmly, stroke her throat when this happens, and she'll come through it. So I hope that gives you some peace of mind there. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio at 1-866-405-8405.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Um, yeah, hold on one
12: second. I'm just going to
19: pull over so you don't hear the buzzing in the thing.
2: Are, have sorry. you been driving?
19: Yeah, yeah. We're in Vermont, and I could lose you at any moment. But what is it you want me to say?
2: Wendy Malick, Animal Radio, spay and neuter. So, uh, hi, this is Wendy Malick. Okay, to okay, I got Radio. it, okay.
19: Hi, this is Wendy Malick on the Animal Network, and don't forget to spay and neuter. Animal Radio. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Hi, this is Wendy Malick on Animal Radio, and do not forget, spay and neuter.
0: If you have a dog that pulls, like I do, come here, Max, and let me put on the halty Harness. The halty Harness will help your dog stop pulling by providing front body control. Check out the Halty Range by the Company of Animals. It includes the Halty Training Lead, Halty Head Collar, Halty Training Harness, and the Optifit Head Collar, which comes with a DVD training guide. To find a Halty Range retailer near you, visit www.companyofanimals.us.
11: It will change your life. Good boy, Max! <coughs> Would you wait several days for your cell phone to fully charge? Would you wait several days to feel the full effect of relief from your nasal congestion? Flonase Allergy Relief Nasal Spray could take that long. Uh, But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, use Afrin No-Drip. Afrin starts working in seconds uh, and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait several days to feel the full effect uh, uh, you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin?
10: uh, Afrin,
11: powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed.
9: Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reactions as they secretly taste Sam
17: Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. you think
9: you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston
14: Lager. Sam <laughs> Adams! Like, that was <laughs> good, Sam
9: Adams.
18: That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's
7: a very flavorful, drinkable beer.
18: Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston beer from Boston and It was for deals on the latest hardwood flooring trends, get to Lumber Liquidators. Don't settle for the stuff at the big box stores. We've got all the hottest flooring styles for less, like the timeless look of real oak. This week, get pre-finished oak hardwood for less than you'd pay for laminate at other stores. Now, it's an incredible 99 cents. Or get three-quarter inch solid pre-finished red oak for $2.59. Plus, it's your last chance to save $500 on Bellawood. Get deals on bamboo, laminates, and more from 49 cents. And special financing. Don't miss this season's hottest hardwood deals. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you.
19: Hi, this is Joyce
16: Hewitt on Animal Radio. Please stay and meter your animals. Thank you. Me, this is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. It is that time of year again. It's time to start thinking about getting
8: the income taxes done. And your pet might actually come in handy here. Now, of course, if you have a cat, it's always available to help you sort out the papers or lay down on them so they don't get moved. But there really are some very financially practical ways that your animals can help your bottom line. For example, guide and guard dogs are potential write-offs. If the pets figure into your profession, like you race them or have show animals, some of the expenses associated with caring for the animals can be deducted. If you foster pets, a portion of the cost of their food and care can be written off. And here's an interesting one. You can write off some tax dollars if you set up a trust for your pet. Financial website bank spoke with a law professor who said most states will allow pet trusts. Now last week we had the story of Bart. He's the cat that was hit by a car and buried because they thought he was actually dead, but he was actually still alive and dug his way out and made it to his neighbor's yard. And he was badly hurt. He is recovering amazingly well at the Humane Society of Tampa Bay, Florida. That's the good news. Bart is now officially and fondly known as the zombie cat. And if you think his story couldn't get stranger, we'll think again. A few days after he arrived at the Humane Society, the group decided not to return Zombie Cat to his original home. His previous person had not only buried him, but had been unable to pay for his medical care afterwards. Now the center has had to put on extra staff after getting a call that some people were going to storm the building and take the cat. The police are also keeping an eye on the situation. The Humane Society intends to put Zombie Cat up for adoption, but his recovery will take many more months before anything like that can possibly happen. Okay, now this is a really interesting idea. If you stay at one hotel in North Carolina, you may end up meeting a brand new friend. A rescue called Charlie's Angels has teamed up with Asheville's Aloft Hotel, which was already a very dog-friendly hotel. What they're doing now is a volunteer brings an adoptable dog and they greet people as they come into the hotel. If somebody happens to fall in love, they can put in an application to adopt the dog. There's also a short waiting period, and this is smart, so people really think about it and don't adopt on a whim. So far, some 20 dogs have found new homes through the hotel program. The program gives the dogs a chance to get out of the confines of a shelter, relax, and really show off their personalities. And it's an idea that's actually catching on. There's a rescue out of Los Angeles that's in taking adoptable dogs for meet and greets at a retro clothing store and having some good success. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime
16: at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
11: Would you wait several days for your shower to get hot? Would you wait several days to feel the full effect of relief from your nasal congestion? Flonase Allergy Relief Nasal Spray could take that long. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, use Afrin No-Drip. Afrin starts working in seconds Uh. and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait several days to feel the full effect
10: Uh -uh. you
11: can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? Uh. Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed.
9: I'm a mid-century architectural wonder. A house made entirely of glass. So you can imagine my fright when giant pieces of hail started falling from the sky. Did I mention I'm made entirely of glass? Everyone was running here, running there, trying to get out of the house. But what am I to do? I am the house.
18: Your house can't protect itself. That's why the GEICO Insurance Agency helps make it easy to switch and save on homeowners insurance. You could save even more when you combine your homeowners with an existing auto insurance policy. Call GEICO, go to geico.com, or visit your local office. How strong is Allegra D?
16: It's my congestion's finally gone strong,
19: even in the park playing with my dogs. Go fetch, Bosley.
9: Allegra D, a fast, non-drowsy antihistamine plus a powerful decongestant that starts relieving your toughest allergy symptoms in under one hour.
19: Allegra D is breathing free for 24 hours strong, even in the convertible.
9: Allegra D, strong relief for your allergy symptoms. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. Use only as directed.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com.
13: Log on, learn more. Hey, everybody. This is Kenny Lee Lewis and the Steve Miller Band. Just want to tell everybody out there on Animal Radio, thanks for loving your pets. Woo-hoo!
2: It's toll-free 405 8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. We're so glad to have Animal Radio Veterinary Correspondent Dr. Marty Becker back on the air with us. How are you
5: doing? Oh, my gosh, friends. I've been on a whirlwind trip. I've been gone a month. just got back home at 4 o'clock this morning after being gone a month.
11: Oh, holy So
5: on. So where were you? Wow. I went to the world's largest veterinary conference. Uh, I know they argue with another one, but uh, the North American <laughs> hey, Veterinary man. Conference in Orlando <laughs> is supposedly the world's largest. Uh, the Western Veterinary Conference that comes up in a, about a week in Vegas is also They're neck and neck, but it's a friendly competition.
2: And I might say that on the Western side, we have Dr. Debbie. On the Northern side, we have Dr. Becker here today. and they're So you, you two are kind of competing. Is that what happens? So, Yeah, it's
5: kind of funny. It's usually east versus west or north-south, but I guess we can do northwest, I guess.
7: (laughs) We'll bring it on.
5: Veterans are really hard workers. They love what they do. They love to learn still. I'm
2: I'm glad both of you, despite what sides you were on, that you continue your education, you're you're cutting edge, you're learning the latest stuff, and I trust you both implicitly with, with our animals. And I know today you're going to be talking about pheromones. Now, it's invisible. We can't see it. What is it?
5: Uh, You know, we all know, I think the first research was done on pheromones with ants. And ants have this incredible mixture of pheromones, about 16 different pheromones that they can whip up. And it's uh, one of the primary ways that they communicate. So if somebody's out and they're bringing leaves into the thing, they can use these pheromones to tell them, you know, where to go and how far to go. In dogs and cats, I'll give you the, the two most common pheromones. I'm going to tell you about a new one. There's a pheromone in cat called the feline cheek pheromone. And when a cat rubs against you or the couch, they're actually, it's like putting the good housekeeping seal of approval on these things. And it's done in the, it's done in places in the wild or in their environment to mark places that are safe. So if, you know, if you mark these things, if you have an escape route theoretically in your house, they know which thing has been marked and know these different paths.
2: So So when my cat rubs up against the wall, is he leaving pheromones against the wall? He's
5: leaving pheromones against the wall with
2: his cheek. Oh, okay. With his cheek. And so that's the same they thing that they we're doing then when rub up against your legs too,
5: huh? Right. Exactly right. They're marking you as they you're, you're approved and it's a, it's a very social thing that they do. There, there's a new extract out before we go to dogs. I'll tell you one thing. Though, here's where pheromones come in important. I, I was listening to discussions about the feral cat and there's a lot of ways you can use pheromones. You can use pheromones in a, in a multi-cat household to, uh, you know, you've know, you only got so many litter boxes and there's certain high value items like food and water and places in the sun and so you can use pheromones to create more of a kumbaya like everybody has three glasses of wine kind of atmosphere in the house with pheromones you can use it for inappropriate elimination so the cat that all of a sudden is stressed out by looking out the window and seeing that cat run across the yard that's uh, people that move down two houses down and starts inappropriate elimination it really helps with that It's incredible for car travel if you're either going to the veterinarian or going on a long distance trip to get a diffuse, get a plug in. That goes from nine volt to a plug in, and plug one of these diffusers
2: in there. Yeah, well, uh, you got to back up because I'm kind of an idiot. So they take these pheromones. Are these real pheromones that 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 you plug in? You're you're talking about these plugins, or are they it, synthetic? It, it, what? What's
5: yeah, it? yeah, it's good good question. I should have clarified that it's synthetic versions of the actual pheromones. Okay, and you, so the, the the research was done in France years ago, and they're way ahead of us in the use of pheromones in in the European Union. So it's a synthetic version of that pheromone. It's in an alcohol carrier. So if you use, there's several different versions. You get it in a diffuser like a Glade or Bath and Body Works plug-in. You can get it in a spray bottle as you spritz like cologne. You can get it in a collar that looks like a flea collar, kind of, but it has the pheromones in the collar. And sometimes, uh, depending on the, the individual pet or the situation, you might use all three. You might have a plug-in in that 800 square feet where they spend most of their time. You may spritz their clothing uh, or their bedding where they're spending most of their time. And here's an example of where you would use it. Let's say that you have a a place where the cat is scratching all the time, that is marking the couch, and everybody's upset. You know, because uh, oh my gosh, we got this new couch, and now it's working over the edge of that. You actually spray pheromones uh, on that area to get them to stop mark in that area
3: oh. oh i'm listening to that one yes. I, I just got a new yeah. couch <laughs> yeah. now, does, does this
2: work all the time or just some of the time or how effective it, is well, it?
5: well I'll, I'll give you i'm going to give this the straight skinny here okay you know we've been talking about creating fear-free veterinary visits and you know i've kind of a, assembled a dream team of, of almost a hundred people in this advisory panel we have 17 boarded behaviorists on there of the 17 there's about three that think it's phooey, that think it's pseudoscience, that think there's not enough research done on it. We just don't know enough yet. Uh, so we've got about 14 that believe in pheromones and use them. So you might see somebody written that, oh, my gosh, this is pseudoscience, it doesn't work. But, you know, 14 out of 17 boarded veterinary behaviors that are on the board are using them. And then for dogs, we have something called adaptal, dog-appeasing pheromone. And if you think of a men's shirt or a woman's blouse, you know, the dogs have these nipples. Depending on the size of the dog, you know, it can have up to 12 nipples. And down the midline where your buttons would be, there's these sebaceous glands that secrete dog-appeasing uh, pheromone. And that's what keeps these puppies all laying side-by-side, side, very calm, relaxed, <laughs> and they're just drinking their milk. When I work as a veterinarian, I wear it. I wear a feel-away on one side and adaptal on the other side. <laughs> I do. I'm half dog, half cat. I
2: would think the cats would think there's a dog around.
5: (laughs) Well, the good thing is they can't smell either one. So humans can't smell either one. The dog can't smell the cat one. The cats can't smell the dog one.
7: Wow.
2: And let's uh, have the West check in right now. Do you use it at all over there in Las Vegas at your clinic?
7: Oh, I sure do. Yeah, we use the diffusers in our clinic. Um, And I actually personally have used them for my puppy. Do you think Um, they
2: work or do you think they're fooey?
7: Oh, I think they work and I think they help with things that we don't always think about. So, you know, like for my puppy, I used it for sociability and training, um keeping her calm when she was acclimating to my home as a new pup, um taking her to puppy social class. It, I think it helped her be more um um amenable to meeting other dogs more outgoing and less fearful of new situations so i i'm a fan of them in, oh. in both cat and dog situations do
2: they have these for humans i sure would like one around
7: <laughs> well, well you, you
5: see you see them advertised in the back of those magazines like my son gets popular science and i see this one back there you know she's under athena has undiscovered the secret of pheromones of <laughs> humans you know but uh, you know what's funny i will tell you this so you have to be careful Of not buying pheromones that haven't been clinically tested. Like you'll go to, you'll go to a pet store. And it'll say it's a pheromone and they haven't had any clin- they're, they're, they're not equal. You know, okay. it's not like a Fuji, a Fuji Thank apple you, equals a, a, a red delicious apple. So, and also, just like, she made a very good point about socialization. This is one of those things when you have puppy classes, those little wipes, you know, like a wipe you get when you eat ribs and they give you that little foil pack with yeah. a wipe in it. Uh-huh. You can actually get these from your veterinarian. And so when, when you're taking your pet to the vet, you wipe the carrier down, you wipe your hands with this, you put a, this on the leash, wipe it down, And uh, it makes such a difference for you as an owner taking a pet to the vet or for grooming or boarding or on a trip.
2: Well, all good information coming to us from veterinary correspondent Dr. Marty Becker. Check out his website, DrMartyBecker.com. We'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. And we're going to head back to the phones next for your calls for Dr. Debbie and dog father Joey Villani. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 866 405 8405 Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio.
17: Live green is best for you, your family, and that includes your pets.
2: Animal radio. Don't forget you can ask your questions right from the Animal Radio app. It's brought to us by Doctors Foster and Smith. They make it a free download for you. To get your questions answered anytime you want, and listen to the show anytime you want. And uh, that's actually how Emilio Emilio Huela listens. And of course, if you've been listening the last three weeks, four weeks, you know that she's a loyal listener who just loves Joey Villani. Very and much sent a picture today. <laughs> She lives in Mexico City. She sent a picture. I'm going to put the picture up on the the wall over here so we have it in, in our studio, and we know what our listeners look like, because I never thought our listener would look like that. From so attractive. And because she does write every week with questions, we now have the Emilio Huella from Mexico Minute. We're going to try to get that sponsored here. Amelia, I, I would call and complain. Who, who would sponsor the Emilio Huella from Mexico Minute? Who would be a likely sponsor? Smuckers. <laughs> Smucker, probably. There you go. They now own all the cat foods and dog foods, which uh, by the way, which is no good for our animals. But let me not go on a tangent here. Amelia writes again. She says, "This time, I want to ask a very important question to my grooming idol, Joey Volani. Recently, I've heard that it's not good to pluck hair from my dog's ears, as it's been done for years and years. I'd really appreciate your opinion to this matter. Thanks in advance for all the help you can offer. Sincerely, Amelia. I don't know if people do that. Actually, do you want me to answer that on air? Yeah, I do. I People do, do do it,
4: and groomers do it. We actually spoke about this a couple of times I think on animal radio and um it 's um for years groomers have been plucking the hair from dogs um ears um when they have an abundance of it to, to 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 get it out so air can get in there and keep the ear canal clean lately um or i should when i say lately over the past three years veterinarians have kind of changed their viewpoint on that on that because they're directing groomers basically on what to do and what they're saying is if the ear looks healthy and there isn't an overabundance of hair and how do you know if there's an overabundance you will know um and especially a pet groomer but anyone that looks in there and you see a little bit of hair great you see a whole lot of hair where you can't look down to the ear canal well the bottom line is, is that needs to come out but if it looks healthy smells healthy, and you'll know the smell of an ear infection, just smell the ear. I mean, if it smells like your dog, you're fine. If it smells like a, um, you know, a a rotten um, a bottle of milk, um, then you know that there's a problem in there. I would leave the hair alone, clean around it, wipe out the wax, and um, and, and not pay any attention to it, because, you know, that's um, how
2: nature intended your dog's ear to be. Yeah, I've, I've, don't, I've never, in any of my dogs, all of my dozen dogs, have I ever pulled any hair out of their ears. Oh, I've seen
3: the vets well,
4: not, do it. Not all, dogs, yes. not all dogs have it. Yeah. You know, short-haired breeds, um, um, usually shedding, dogs that shed excessively, it's mainly your um, long-flowing coat breeds, mainly. Um, Lasses, Shih Tzus, um, a lot of Terriers, um, where, where you'll see it, the dogs don't, don't shed um, so profusely or have a little bit longer coat, that you'll see hair growth in their ears. Mm.
2: Now, my ears are completely different. I'll have to, you know, pull hair out every week or so how about you joey you do it every week well yeah.
4: Since 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 after i turned 40 um i noticed that you're gonna pluck my ears so how about you judy
8: stop it really (laughs) gosh i know
1: you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405 hey this is josh demel (laughs) on animal radio please adopt a pet (laughs) You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
2: Don't forget you can ask your questions directly to the Dream Team from the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. It's a free download. You can also listen to the show or listen to Dogfather Joey Volani anytime you want. I'm sure Emilio in uh, Mexico is thrilled about that. So I'm never gonna live that down. Huh? Hey, so uh go ahead. What's up, so, dude? This is your time. You know what? Go ahead, there's a lot right of, right now. I'll shut my mouth. Yeah, you right got, now. It, you, you just got, got it. You got right it. You know ahead.
4: what? You, 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 you threw me off track there. <laughs> Save your. So place. listen, there's a lot of dogs out there and cats that um. For whether whether it's age reasons or medical reasons, um, they can't hold their urine at all, and it's bad enough trying to keep um keep your carpets and all clean from something like that. But what's worse is is um they're getting it all over themselves, and now the odor is soaking into their um to their coat or in their fur, depending on if a dog or a cat. And um, you're not able to get that smell out. But there's, you know what? I want people to breathe a um, sigh of relief (sighs) because there's something that we can easily do. And it's something that's very cost-effective, um, as as you know, and, and I think I think people have known this for for years that almost that white vinegar kind of um, is one of the best things to use to clean up um, urine smell. And it's going to go basically the same way for for the coat, because what you want to do is you want to neutralize um, that um, that bacteria, and you want to get rid of the smell. And that's basically what odor is. It's a bacteria that causes the odor. So what happens is that grows, and then and then you smell it. But with urine. You need to break it down um, enough so you can kill the bacteria. So what happens is with white vinegar, it's going to neutralize it and it's going to break it down, but you need a little bit of help. So this is what we're going to do because if I use white vinegar straight, um, it may not be all that comforting for your pet's um, skin and it may not smell much better unless you really like the smell of vinegar, um, and then you can make a salad. But um, besides that, what you want to do is take two <laughs> gallons of <laughs> take two gallons of distilled water and add all if you want to make a small concoction let's let's actually let's it might be a little bit easier depending on the size of your pet so let's say take a gallon of distilled water that you can buy in any supermarket and the reason why i use distilled water is the properties are going to last a little bit longer it's not going to break down on you so quick and, and this mixture will spoil after a while like everything else so if you use distilled water it'll prolong the lifetime of it So you're going to get a gallon of distilled water. You're going to mix a half a cup of white vinegar, and then you're going to put in an eighth of a cup of baking soda, all household items. The baking soda is going to agitate um, with the vinegar, which is going to help break down the urine. You can sponge it on or spray it on. Now, I recommend either if you're going to spray it on to um, use a sponge or a cloth to go over it because you want to be able to break it down, okay? You want to get that tackiness and and, and get rid of it. And once, once you emulsify that down, the vinegar and the baking soda are going to do their trick. Let it dry, brush it through, and you shouldn't notice any more or much more um smell. If you still smell a little bit you can you can go back over it. This is something that you don't have to worry about irritating. You could do it as much as what's necessary. Because a lot of the older pets, you know what, I mean they could be urine five, six, seven, eight times a day, mm-hmm. you know, depending on you know how long they can hold it. And some of these dogs and cats, um, besides that situation, are perfectly healthy pets. So um and people have put um their pets down because of it. So this is a nice, easy way where, you know what, we can we can help, and um, you can keep that odor down and keep your pet comfortable because I'm sure they don't like it either. People have actually put their animals down because of that. Sure. Yeah. Because of the people, urine. Because, because of the urine. Them. I mean, yeah. I've known people that that have diapered their um, pets because they make... Um, it's like pet depends. They make them. Mm-hmm. The problem is is the odor that's there from it because the urine, even though it gets sucked up into the into the diaper itself, it still gets gets on the coat and seeps into the coat, and sometimes the smell could be horrible. Um, but if you use this this mixture, which works wonderful, and to be quite honest with you, I mean, you can also use the same mixture on your floors as well, and and it'll remove <laughs> that. <laughs>
20: Smelly cat, smelly cat, what are they feeding you? Everybody! Smelly cat,
19: smelly cat, it's not your fault,
14: Monica! And Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? Doing okay. I just got a, I got one comment,
12: watch the Debbie, and two quick questions.
14: Okay, go for it. Okay.
12: Alright, Dr. Debbie, went to y'all's website. Y'all got a great website. Yeah, little French. You y'all voted for one of the best pets for you all place. such a cute little French bulldog.
2: I gotta be real honest with you, Steve. You know what you sound like? You remember the Peanuts commercial? Uh, <laughs> I'm glad, TV? glad you said that. Cause
7: I'm having a hard time here.
2: The, the teacher and the uh, Peanuts cartoons on TV.
14: Wah, 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 wah. I can
2: barely oh. hear you. Is there, you got one of those them there Bluetooth sets on, or what's going on?
14: I'm in between Kingman and on my way to
15: Las Vegas. Oh, well, that
2: explains a lot.
14: That explains <laughs> a lot.
15: Yeah.
12: <laughs> if you can hear me, one quick question. How do you okay. feel about giving your pets oatmeal? Oatmeal. Okay. My girlfriend every other day has been putting that in with her food.
7: Okay. we trying to make the dogs poop or lower their cholesterol, or what's the reason we're adding that in?
12: Um, the Mr. Peanut out? He's got the irritable bowels, and it really seems to help out with his... Uh,
7: Okay. You know, I I don't see a problem with it. I mean, oatmeal is a a, a nice carbohydrate, um, but I just would be cautious as far as watching the overall calories. Um, And and it just gets a little touchy when we start adding things into dogs' diets. You know, sometimes we like to think we can kind of master uh, dog nutrition by just kind of doctoring up the dog foods. And I'm just kind of a, a little cautious with the tendency that a lot of people have where we like to take the spoon from the human table and put it in our dog's bowl. So in general, I'm not a fan of it. But if you did a little bit of oatmeal, I can't see it'd be a problem.
2: Be careful if it's that sugar-free oatmeal. It seems like we've had this conversation before. That we a lot of us
7: did. How you know it?
2: <laughs> well, that was truly jam-packed, Judy. I want to thank Dr. Marty Becker, Michael Brando, and Allison Smith. What a wonderful hero she was. Yeah, is I should say she is. Be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's books: Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers. How to be your dog's best friend. These are Kindle books. And uh, it doesn't mean that you can't use them on your iPad. There is actually a Kindle application for your iPad. Uh, so you can read these books just about on any tablet you have, any computer that you have, and we have links over at animalradio.com. We'll see you next week for more animal radio on this fine station. Have a great one.
7: Bye. Bye bye.